Welcome to the Farm Safe podcast brought to you by the Great Plains Center for Agricultural Health. In the blink of an eye, an injury can change your life and your farm forever. During each episode, we share firsthand stories and real life tips for making safer and healthier decisions while on the farm. The National Agricultural Tractor Safety Initiative reports that tractors cause about 50% of all farm worker deaths each year. And a 2012 study by the U.S. Department of Labor found that tractor rollovers are the most common type of tractor accident. The U.S. Department of Labor established the Rollover Protective Structure, or ROP, standard to address the high fatality rate associated with tractor accidents, specifically tractor overturns. In the event of a tractor overturn, a ROPS has been shown to provide a protective zone around the tractor operator. When used with a seatbelt, ROPS are 99% effective in preventing deaths and serious injuries. While they are still effective without seatbelts, the effectiveness rate is reduced. Let's listen in to a conversation between Diane Rollman from the Great Plains Center and Brad Cruzy, who has been in the fire service for over 26 years, providing response to tractor-related emergencies. Tractors, as far as like a rollover, it's a lot of the smaller tractors, the older tractors, mowing ditches, that kind of a scenario, not wearing a seatbelt. They might have the ROPS, the rollover protection, but unless you have that seatbelt on, it doesn't hold you in that tractor or a combine or what have you. It's things like that that we all know. We just have to bring it to the forefront instead of in the back of the head. Yeah, I think you make a good point about the ROPS and the seatbelt. When we look at a lot of injuries and fatalities are associated with tractor rollovers. And so those are really important points. In those situations, you mentioned there are things like mowing the ditch or the smaller tractors, but who's usually driving those equipment? Do you know? Is it going to be anyone or? It could be anyone. With farming, it's a family business. And I'm not saying this is bad because I, when I worked on a farm, I learned how to drive a tractor before I learned how to drive a car. We put somebody on the roadway. They have to have a permit when they're 14. They have to have that permit for two years and then they get their license. And then now it's graduated and all that different laws. But there's no law saying that we can't set an eight-year-old on a tractor. It's one of these things that we have to look at. It might be a younger person that doesn't really have that experience. It might be an older person that, you know, is helping out the son or daughter that bought the farm and they don't move as fast or something happens and they can't react as quickly. I used to work for the city of Asbury in public works and I was mowing a ditch one day with a utility tractor, John Deere. And I came over, I guess, a little farm lane, I guess I would call it. And when I came on the other side, the ground was eaten out that I didn't know about. And the whole tractor started sliding down the ditch and you're just along for the ride. Unfortunately, with that incident, The tractor did not roll, but I wasn't able to get off and I wasn't able to get the tractor back out because my one wheel was actually up in the air. Luckily, some good citizens in a semi with a log chain was able to hook onto me and pull me out. It's little things that you think it's never going to happen to me. The ground gives away, a tire pops or whatever. It's just a scary situation when you get into it. You get a variety of ages that could possibly be in that situation. I have to ask, Brad, were you wearing your seatbelt and was the ROPS in place? 
Yes, both. Yep. I was wearing a seatbelt and the ROPS was in place. So you never want to be in that situation. I'll tell you that from personal experience. <laughs> I think sometimes people think that, oh, I can, I can jump out and escape it. But I think in reality, it's so quick that there really isn't time to react fast enough by the time you realize what's going on. It's too late. Well, that and if you look at, depending on what kind of tractor you have, there's so many things around the way you're sitting. If you're in an older tractor and the gear shifter is between your legs, every time that you jump, you wrap your, a shoelace around or the cuff of your pants around. There's just too many variables that unfortunately you make it halfway out and then you catch a handle and it's going to pull you back in. But now you have no protection whatsoever. So if you come to a scene where there's been a tractor rollover, what are some of the things you think about when you approach the scene and as you engage in the rescue? Back to that scene safety. What do we have going on? What were they hauling? Is it just a hay wagon or did they roll the tractor with an anhydrous tank on the back? Depending on what their load is that they have. The other thing is, is antifreeze, fuel, battery acid, all that that we have to look at where the tractor's at. If it's rolled in the ditch and it's halfway in the ditch, how do we stabilize it? in order to get that person out from underneath it. With accidents or with vehicles, tractors, cars, the way they're making things, there's a lot of tension there. You can't just, if you have a rolled over tractor and you get a wagon, you'd say hay wagon that's flipped over behind it. You can't just unhook that wagon just because of the tension that's on there that it will recoil and possibly cause more injury with the tractors, tractors, vehicles, what have you. We've proven in time that seatbelts save lives. When they first came out, everybody hated them. They didn't want to use them. When the state laws were made, people bucked it, but they do save lives. They keep you in the container that is made to keep you safe. Back injuries. Unfortunately, we have a lot in the EMS world, in the fire world, in the agricultural world. Backs and knees seem to be a major concern. So if you're getting off that tractor, three points of contact. Don't just jump off the tractor because especially this time of year, you jump down, you fall on the ice, you break a hip, you injure a knee, you injure a back, that kind of a scenario. A lot of times easier said than done to slow down, but sometimes you have to take time to make time. And what I mean by that is slowing down, getting done what you need to get done safely because we've all done it. You get in a hurry and things go wrong. And then unfortunately, when one thing goes wrong, it just progresses and things get worse. Now we will hear from Emily Kreckelberg. Emily works as an extension educator in farm safety and health for the University of Minnesota. And so going back to the rollover protective structures, I know that there's a lot of options out there. If any farmers are worried about cost, I know that there's rebate programs. And I don't know a lot about retrofitting ROPS because in my mind, I think if the tractor is really old, would they have ROPS that would fit that tractor? Yeah. So I know enough to be dangerous uh, <laughs> when it comes to ROPS and retrofitting. It is my understanding that there are different options when it comes to sizes and styles. And yes, I will reiterate, there are a lot of ROPS rebate programs. And if you're curious what's available to you, you can just do a Google search for ROPS rebate 
type in your state. So ROPS would be R-O-P-S. That's a rollover protective structure. What a ROPS is, if you get one installed, is it is a large bar that kind of curves in a U-shape. Well, not quite U-shape. It's kind of Mm -hmm. squared off that goes over the person so that if the tractor were to roll, it would be stopped from rolling all the way over, right? So think, imagining tractor seat and steering wheel on the ground, the ROPS prevents it from getting that far. Another thing that ROPS has, so it's the bar and it's also a seat belt, especially for these cabless tractors. That's really important. There's nothing holding you to the piece of equipment and keeping you contained that way. So a ROPS will be the roll bar. It will also be a seat belt, typically a lap belt, that can be worn so that the ROPS will stop the tractor from rolling and hopefully keep it propped up so that you can then unbuckle yourself and get out. I have never heard of a situation where they were not able to get a ROPS on a certain type of tractor. I think the retrofitting process is relatively easy. Again, I believe there are different size options Mm -hmm. in that. And again, I'm not aware of any instances where they weren't able to get something installed on an older tractor. If you're interested, you can contact your state's extension, you can contact your state's Department of Agriculture, or again, I would just do a Google search for ROPS, R-O-P-S, rebate, and then whatever state you live in. Mm -hmm. So example, I would do ROPS, rebate, Minnesota. Not every state has a state-based program, but I would start by searching by your state first. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you can talk much about this, but anytime you have an attachment on there, or you're carrying a load, you risk shifting your center of gravity. What would you do to make sure that won't be an issue and result in any sort of rollover? How do you counteract potentially having a shift in your center of gravity? I'll do my best on that question. This (laughs) is something we talk about in our youth tractor safety program, where youth can get certified to operate tractors, and they do have to take a driving test with a tractor hooked up to an implement. We really talk to them, yeah, about thinking about if you have equipment, you're probably kind of have two centers of gravity, Mm -hmm. right? The tractor is going to have its individual center of gravity. The equipment is going to have its individual center of gravity, especially if it's A single axle or double axle in the middle, it doesn't balance on its own when it's not hooked up. Thinking about those two things and using them together and remembering that wherever one goes, the other is also going to go. The big thing we think about with keeping balance and avoiding rollovers is turns. Give yourself a wide enough berth. You want to take a really wide turn. My little trick is if your tractor does have a loader bucket on the front, just looking at that front corner of that loader bucket and using that to kind of idealize how you want to make this turn. Because if that bucket is getting around cleanly, the rest of you should as well. If you don't have that, maybe it's just checking on the front tire, using it in that same way. But I find the biggest thing is when you have something attached to you, but you still have a rotate point in the middle. You need to make your turns wide enough because whatever you're hauling or attached to is coming behind you. And you just have to remember tires are lazy. They're <laughs> they're going to take the clearest and easiest path forward. So if you make a wide enough turn, it's going to feel too wide for you up in the front. But in the back, it's going to be a perfect fit. 
has been proven that using ROPS reduces deaths from tractor overturns. However, about half of the tractors in the U.S. still do not have ROPS. Therefore, it is also important to recognize the risk factors for overturns so you can be prepared and exercise caution. These risk factors primarily include using a front-end loader, using a narrow front or tricycle design, and using the tractor for any activity on sloping ground. Unfortunately, during the harvest season, many farmers use older equipment that does not have the recommended safety features, such as ROPS. For most functioning older tractors, ROPS are available at a fairly reasonable cost. But fortunately for our Iowa farmers, there is a resource available to assist in covering the cost of installing a ROPS. The National ROPS Rebate Program, or NRRP, is a voluntary program that provides rebates for approximately 70% of the cost of purchasing and installing a ROPS kit. The rebate covers the ROPS kit, which includes a roll bar and a seatbelt, as well as shipping and professional installation. While the rebate scheme varies from state to state, in Iowa, there is a 70% rebate with a $500 out-of-pocket cap for the farmer. If the out-of-pocket amount is greater than $500, then the rebate amount is increased. At the time of our making of this episode, Iowa has had a long waiting list of farmers signed up for the ROPS rebate program. Reach out to iCash for more information by emailing them at cph-icash at uiowa.edu. If you are interested in applying for this program, you can go to www.ropsr4u.org backslash apply.php. For this week's episode on safe tractor operation, my one ask for our listeners during this harvest season is to securely fasten your seatbelt if your tractor has a rollover protective structure. If an upset occurs, the seatbelt is intended to hold you within the safety zone of the ROPS frame. However, if your tractor is not equipped with a protective structure, do not wear your seatbelt. Wearing a seatbelt without a ROPS would eliminate any chance for the operator to be thrown clear in the event of an overturn. Make sure to stay tuned for more episodes on tractor safety. We want to hear from you. Share your stories about health and safety issues on the farm, about injuries that have made you change the way you work, or about the ways you keep yourself and others safe on the farm. Also, let us know if there are any topics that you want to hear about on the air. You can visit our website at gpcah.org or email us. Original music for the Farm Safe podcast was written and performed by Ben Schmidt. This work was funded by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, part of the National Institute for Occupational Safety and Health's Great Plains Center for Agricultural Health.